Welcome back to the All in the Homeschool Day podcast, where we talk about all things related to homeschooling so that you can homeschool with confidence and joy. In today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about how you can homeschool your preschool age child. I've had a number of moms email me and say, I don't know what to do for my four-year-old. How do I find an appropriate curriculum for them? Or how do I make lessons fun and let them play because they're still young? What do you do to teach your preschool age children? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to tell you exactly what I did and the pitfall that you should avoid when you're thinking about planning your preschool age child's homeschool experience. I want to start out by telling you a story that really helped me understand the importance of what we're doing for our preschool age children. I distinctly remember staying up late several nights cutting out the next alphabet lesson for my daughter to work on in kindergarten and uh, preparing the activities that she would do. I'd found this this preschool curriculum that was going to have a letter of the week. And so there were activities for every day and I printed them out and I was cutting them out and assembling the supplies that we would need. And the next day I was all ready to embark on this learning adventure with her and she enjoyed the activities that we did she had a great time but she was literally done with the activity in less time than it took for me to prepare and assemble and at that point I sat back and I thought this is not going to work I'm exhausted because I stayed up late I had two young children and I wasn't able to deal with deal with it and prepare the lesson during the day. So I was doing it after they'd gone to bed. I said, I can't do this every night. This is not going to work. So I threw away everything that I had printed out and prepared and set out to find something new to do. And it took me a little while, but I stumbled upon something that worked for us. What we did for a number of years was to use the five in a row curriculum where you read a book for five days in a row and you do different activities to enhance and complement what you read in that story. And this worked really well for us because I loved reading. I loved books and I was so glad to be able to share that love with my children. And I did some other things too and I'll talk about those in a few minutes, but I am so glad that I stumbled upon five in a row because I later learned that reading to my children and not having them work on pencil and paper and be worried about them learning their alphabet and their numbers and how to write and all the things that we think of as a preschool curriculum how that was actually detrimental to their academic development. I didn't need to teach them to read. And actually, I learned that I shouldn't. Developmental vision optometrists actually have done studies that show how eye development and brain maturation are hindered when we teach our children to read too young. And I didn't want my children to end up with vision problems. I learned that I didn't need to teach them to write because they were still developing the muscles and the coordination to be able to do that. That does not mean we didn't work on those fine motor skills, but I didn't need to have them with a crayon or a fat pencil tracing letters on a page. 
Instead, I needed to do something developmentally appropriate. The more that I read, the more that I learned, I saw that they could learn through play. A great book to get you started learning more about this is Your Child's Growing Mind by Jane Healy. She goes through in great detail what your child's brain is doing and how it's maturing at different ages and what your child needs during those stages to enhance the brain maturation and their development. Another resource that has been super helpful is The Anchor by Susan Crisman. And you can find that at susancrisman.com. She lays out all sorts of activities that your child can do that are developmentally appropriate, that are educational, but not in a way that is book learning and pushes them to do what they're not ready for. So what I learned as I read through the Jane Healy book was that my children need to be active. They need to run and jump and play. What we envision our children doing on a normal day is actually helping prepare them for academic work. When they are running and skipping and jumping rope, when they're learning to ride their bike, they're building those brain connections that allow them to cross the midline when they're reading on reading printed words on a page. They have to be able to scan from left to right without moving their head, just moving their eyes. And doing these physical activities actually prepares them to be able to do that. Jane Healy also talks about being outside and allowing them to explore. Being outside allows your children to develop their eye muscles naturally. They're focusing on things far away, which is what our young children need to be doing. It also allows them to see the world at work. They can watch the squirrels run around. They can watch the birds and listen to the different bird songs. They can explore different leaves. Maybe let them dig a little in a section of the yard that you don't mind getting messed up and let them see what they find. Let them be in a sandbox and explore ratios and proportions and how a small container fits into a larger container. There's so many things that you can do to allow your child to explore his world. He's making connections as he explores that he can then later have these pegs that he can go back to and say, you know what, I know something about that. And now I'm learning something more. And so his understanding deepens when he actually gets into book learning. So it really helped me as I was learning about child development and brain maturation to think about how I was helping my child build skills in the early ages, in the preschool years, that would prepare them for academic work later. I was able to let them develop on their own timetable and to not push them to do things that they were not ready for. So many preschool curriculums now are just taking our children straight into that book learning that they're actually not ready to tackle yet. So what are you supposed to do? What does it actually look like to have a preschool homeschool curriculum for your child? Well, there are a few components that I incorporated 
And I would encourage you to consider if you are nervous about giving up that formal preschool curriculum, maybe consider just adding more of these suggestions into your preschoolers day and reducing the amount of time that you're spending on a formal curriculum. And as you learn more about brain maturation and child development, as you read Jane Healy's book, you can decide for yourself if you want to incorporate more of these aspects or if you want to continue using what you're using. But even if you continued what you're doing and add more of these other fundamental elements for our preschoolers, your children will benefit in so many ways. One thing that we focused on was habit development. There are a lot of habits you can work on with your preschool age child. I like to focus on the habit of obedience first. That one you can work on with your toddlers and preschoolers. And that one really prepares the ground for later schoolwork so that your child is ready to listen to you and to obey you. So focus on that habit of obedience. Say things once and then follow through and find games that you can play to allow your children uh, to develop that habit. I also focused on the habit of attention. We'd go play outside and I'd have them looking at the landscape and for them to just go explore and then come back and tell me what they saw or to look at a landscape and um, intently look at it for a few minutes and then turn around and tell me everything they remember. You can work on the habit of attention as you help them go through their day and say, what do you see in the room that we need to pick up? So I worked on the habit of obedience and the habit of, att of attention. We worked on life skills. I had them helping me around the house. I still remember having my toddler and kindergartner helping me clean. They had a cloth and a little spritzer spray bottle that they sprayed the windows and they wiped them clean. They spritzed off the handles of the doorknobs and uh, they were cleaning that while I was vacuuming. I gave them a Swiffer duster and let them go dust. Now I had to go behind them often and make sure that it was at the appropriate cleanliness level, but they were learning how to clean. They were learning how to be a part of a team. They would often help me cook. Anytime I prepared pancakes, they helped me with that. They liked helping me make bread, even though um, I would often just give them a small piece of dough that they could form on their own, which often we didn't eat because they had overworked it, but they still enjoyed it. They still learned how. They helped me set the table. They helped me fold and put away the laundry. There are so many ways that you can get your child involved in helping you around the house. It's important to remember when you do that. It will take you longer to accomplish those tasks. And as long as you plan that into your day so that you don't get frustrated, it wasn't a problem for us. I planned for it. I planned that that was part of our school time. All right, we're going to go take out the laundry now. Let's go sort the socks. Because it was helping them build connections and work on fundamental skills like sorting and classifying. And they were learning the skills that would help them in the future. We also read a ton. We would sit down and I would say, all right, bring me a stack of picture books. Let's let's read. And we'd read for a half hour. And 
we'd literally read until my voice gave out. Sometimes we'd read books that we had in our personal library. Sometimes we would read books I'd brought home from the public library. What I like to do in the preschool years was to find an author that we particularly enjoyed and request all the books possible by them. Some examples that still come to mind are Alan Say and Jan Brett and the Curious George series. We would just go through that author and just read all of their books that because we enjoyed them. So reading to your children is a great activity in the preschool years. We also did a lot of developmental play. I mentioned the anchor that you can use to find a lot of activities. Things such as lacing activities. Lari Toys has some great lacing activities, whether it's uh, beads on a string or they have some lacing dolls. They have some cars and construction equipment for the boys. You can even just get some pony beads and shoelaces that are great for lacing. You could do sorting activities. And again, Lari toys with the crepe rubber is a nice texture that the kids enjoy. They had some great sorting uh, activities that my girls really enjoyed. They have some discs that have different shapes. It's kind of like a puzzle, a sorting puzzle inside these discs. And they really enjoyed those. There are other sorting activities you can do and you can uh, just find erasers at the dollar store or sometimes the dollar section in Target. Just be on the lookout for things that you can assemble to uh, have a sorting activity. And if you go to Pinterest or Google, you'll find all sorts of activities for sorting. You can also let them practice scooping and pouring. I had a cake tray that had a lid that snapped on that I kept filled with rice. Sometimes I'd mix that out and put some beans in it. Or we might have some kinetic sand. You could have them do the same thing in a, a larger sandbox or a sand table. They could also do this using buckets of water outside or you could have them at the kitchen sink. But have different sizes of cups and pitchers and measuring spoons and measuring cups and just let them scoop and pour and see those relationships and let them develop the gross motor skills as they're doing that. Puzzles are another fun activity. Laurie has some uh, crepe rubber puzzles that are fun Ravensburger is another high quality puzzle maker that I really enjoy for that younger age because it's not good when they're trying to work on a puzzle and they get frustrated that the pieces just won't stay together. The Ravensburger puzzle pieces are very high quality. They all stayed together. They had some that were floor puzzles. They had some that were smaller, whatever size that you need for your child's developmental level. They have puzzles that are fun for all of them. Another thing that you can do with your older preschool children is play hand, cap, hand clapping games. I'll leave a link to a product that I created for my daughters called Hand Clapping Fun. And it has 20 games, that 20 rhymes that you can work with your child. And I've actually modified some of those rhymes so that we're working on these developmental skills a little bit more. Some of them cross the midline more or have them doing bilateral motions. I've had a number of physical occupational speech therapists that have purchased hand clapping fun to use with their clients because we're working on these 
developmental skills that our children need to be ready for academics and that help some of our older children who are have missed these skills or need to shore up a few areas. I use them with my daughter who was a struggling reader and it really improved her reading ability. They're just fun activities you can do. I wouldn't start this with your young preschoolers, but if you have maybe a five or six-year-old, that would be a great time to work on some of the beginner level rhymes. So I'll leave a link for that uh, in the show notes. Also, allow your child plenty of free play time. Let them have imaginative play. Let them play dress up, play with cars. I have two girls and we still had a bucket of cars and we had a a train track and they would put those together. Don't limit your child to what you think they should be playing with. Allow all of your children to have the cars and the trains and the dress up and the kitchen play. It's building skills that they need for later academics as they are playing with these. When they're on the floor playing with the cars or the trains, they're still crossing the midline. They have gross motor skills they're developing. When they're doing imaginary play, whether it's dress up or playing with the, in the kitchen, they're working on sorting out their world and how the world works so that they're ready then to tackle more advanced concepts. So allow them plenty of time to just go play. I know it can be difficult to watch your child playing with the toy trains once again and thinking, oh, I really should be doing something more, something more academic. And I just want to encourage you that that is academics for our preschool age children because they're building those skills that Jane Healy talks about that they need to be successful in later academics. So it really helped me when I was using the anchor to shift my mindset and my thoughts about what my children did in a normal daily routine was actually helping them develop the skills that they needed to be successful when they started school. God created our children to do naturally what their brains need to mature. I remember reading in Jane Healy's book, Your Child's Growing Mind, about the stage that your children go through when they spin. You probably have watched your child at a playground on one of the merry-go-rounds, or you've watched them in a swing, and they literally just spin. Or maybe they just go out in the yard and they start spinning. Uh, They might be hanging upside down on the couch. Their brains literally need that. And when I read that in her book, and I had this light bulb just go off of, oh my goodness, I'm watching my child do this activity right now. And that's actually helping her. It really changed my mindset from tolerating it to encouraging her to do what her brain needed to mature. Finally, I would encourage you to spend a lot of time outside. Our children need to be outside so that they can allow their eyes to develop. When they look far away, that allows them to uh, develop the eye muscles that they need. It allows their eyes to learn to focus far away, which they need before they're able to focus up close on that printed word. Being outside allows your children to explore the world and to see how the world works, to hear the wind rustling through the trees, 
to see the sunshine filtering through the leaves and the shadows that it makes on the concrete, to watch the ants as they crawl along the sidewalk. There are so many lessons that your child can learn just by observing nature. So some things that we did to make getting outside more fun and tolerable for me were to, one, dress appropriately. I had to make sure that I was cool enough or warm enough, depending on the season. In the summer, we live in Oklahoma and it gets hot. So we would go outside early in the morning. We'd come inside in the middle of the day if it was too hot. And then we'd go back outside in the late afternoon or evening. We would uh, play in the water. We would find ways to keep cool so that we could be outside. In the wintertime, uh, there was one, one winter that we actually lived in Wisconsin, and it's opposite extremes from Oklahoma. It was so cold there. I went and found myself a secondhand snowsuit and a long winter coat and some nice snow boots so that I could be warm outside. My children were running and playing. They were actually getting hot and often shedding layers. But as long as I was appropriately dressed, we could stay outside longer. We did things like had our meals outside. Sometimes we'd set up a blanket and have a picnic. Sometimes we'd go to the park and have a picnic and take some books to read. We would go on a nature walk and it could be in our own neighborhood. Sometimes it was in our own yard. Sometimes we would go on a nature walk when we would go explore various parks. There was one summer that we tried to hit a different park every time we went out and we'd try to go a couple of times a week. We would often play in the sandbox or I'd get out some buckets uh, and let them fill them up with water and practice that pouring and um scooping and pouring skills. Sometimes I just give them a small bucket of water with one of the really large paintbrushes that are meant for the preschoolers and I'd let them paint our wooden fence and they had a blast doing that. They could be on the swing set. They could be riding scooters, learning to ride a bike. If your child is unable to ride a bike, he should not be reading yet. That was something that I learned with my daughters and particularly my struggling reader. They have to be able to do that bilateral coordination to read well and for the brain to be working really well. You could work on jumping rope or work on skipping. Let them play with sidewalk chalk. Uh, draw some hopscotch grids and, and do hopscotch with them. Draw a large picture. Draw a line that squiggles all over your driveway and uh, have them uh, race or toy cars along it. There are so many ways that you can get outside when you have that mindset that getting outside is actually really good for your preschoolers and uh, for their brain development. When I viewed being outside in that light, we got outside so much more. And I talked in the last episode when we were talking about meeting the needs of your school-aged children, as well as his younger siblings, that taking your lessons outside is a great way to meet the needs of both. Your young ones especially need to be outside and your older ones benefit too. So take those lessons outside, let your older one work on a lesson for a little while while your younger one plays and then give them both a 10 minute recess and let them go run around and play. There's a lot of value of just getting everybody outside. It resets the moods and um, 
it really improves the mindset of everybody in your home. So this is a little different take on what it looks like to have a preschool homeschool curriculum. It's not something that you're going to go buy a bunch of books for. You're not going to have workbooks sitting around. It's, it's a different perspective. It's developmentally appropriate and it's preparing them to be ready for the academics that they will eventually be doing when they get to be school age. And like I said, if you're not ready to embrace this type of preschool curriculum for your children, just incorporate aspects about this. You can still be working on habit development and life skills and incorporate getting outside and some extra developmental activities as you're uh, working with the other curriculums that you may have found. There are many ways that you can make this work for your family. This is just what we did, and it was helpful for my children who had very different needs. I have one daughter who's a gifted learner and who learned to read very quickly. I have another one who is a struggling learner, and these activities especially were important for her as we were helping her shore up any weak areas and just develop these skills. I've also seen these activities benefit the foster child that we had who had some special challenges. He was a a toddler, young preschooler when he was in our home, and I saw him blossom as I incorporated many of these aspects with him. So these activities are excellent preparation, excellent activities for children on all ranges of the spectrum. I hope that you have a new outlook on what it means to homeschool your preschool age child from this lesson. And I hope that you are able to get outside and have some fun and enjoy the time that you have with your preschooler. Until next time, have a triumphant day.